0: I had a man years ago. I kept being like, "Hey, I don't want to do that thing you keep trying to do to me." Yeah. And I he took a step back and literally whispered to himself, "Me too movement." The only reason you will not do the thing that I'm asking you again and again not to do to me is because you can get in big trouble. Not because you're popular gonna hurt somebody. To not do that right now, <laughs> yeah. Is it even yet? But like, uh, it's, it's very there. popular to know if somebody has done that. Right. You know, on the trend matrix, not raping people is on the rise. But I don't know, popular <sighs> yet.
1: It, but it's it's go it's it going this direction. Valid. This and and baggy jeans.
0: But first, a word from our sponsors.
1: to the man or podcast shout out to the partners who peg and spouses who spit roast this is billy proceed and you're listening to the man whore podcast i'm not eating don't yell at me don't at me I would never do such a thing when my guest this week is the wonderful, the fabulous, maybe Burke. And I'm very excited to uh, share my conversation with them in just a little bit. But first, I probably should tell you, like, why was I recording my car and eating McDonald's while recording last week? As many of my stories begin, I answered a very salacious ad on Reddit. This couple was allegedly posting, looking for a dude to come and cuckold the boyfriend they were in westchester that's driving distance for me i had the afternoon available so i was like i could do a cuckold i don't have that comedy show till nine o'clock but the scene was they they want the guy to come on up uh to this like mini mall and go meet the boyfriend outside of a shop right and say some real nasty dirty shit to him entire drive up by the way i'm like practicing my lines for it i'm just like okay what am i gonna say what am i gonna say i'm practicing stuff in my head like oh oh are you bunny's boyfriend (laughs) look as pathetic as they said (laughs) ha ha slam or just you know like be like oh man you look like fucking loser dude of course she's running around cheating on you yeah i hear she fucks like everybody in town how bad are you in bed that she needs to go do that Oh, it feels so mean to do. I'm like, I'm not good at this, but I'll do it. But it feels odd. I don't even know, like, if I was gonna be able to maintain eye contact with this man. But fuck, was I gonna give it my all? So, um, you know, I, 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 I roll up there again. The car. I'm updating on my travels. Like, hey, says I'm 45 minutes away. Hey, getting on the 684 right now. Um, and each time I'm getting like, okay, cool, thanks, right? And then I give a, you know, hey, 10 minutes away. And then when I get to the place, I'm just like, hey, pulling into the parking lot now. Instructions? Because I have yet to receive, like, who am I? I'm not just going to go up to a a stranger and be like, which one of you seems a little kinky? Hmm, who's it going to be? Which one of you secretly wants to watch dudes bang your girlfriend? And then just go on the whim? No, thank you. Not trying to get punched in the face today, Satan. Because, again, the scene was you're going up and you're going to say some, like, mean shit to him and then just, like, walk off. And then I'm supposed to go drive to like this address that she gave me. And, you know, maybe like 15, 20 minutes later, he's going to walk in on us having sex. And then I'll be mean to him, you know, while he goes sits in the corner and whatever. Just seemed like a fun way to spend a Tuesday evening. Don't know how y'all do that. But I just figure like, oh, I could do that at 530 and get some food at 637. And I could be back in Manhattan for my show by nine. This works. Well, I get up there and I'm, I'm not hearing anything like five ish minutes goes by and w- until I'm just like, you know, hello. And I was like, no way. So I I, I checked from an alternative account, an alt, as the children say, uh, I checked at, you know from an alt. I was like, well, let's go to her page. So I go to her profile on the alt account. Totally there. The post is even still up. And I was like, motherfucker, like, isn't that a cruel, sick fucking joke? And being the kind of guy that I am, we're working on it, I swear. I'm in three therapies, but I was weak on this particular day. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to give her, I'm not going to give her like a piece of my mind, but I'm going to give her a few crumbs. But now stuff like this has happened before. I think I might have told you all a story similar to this, where someone got cold feet. I'm thinking like, look, either this is someone fucking with me, right? Or something happened. Or if something didn't happen, they got cold feet. Like, there's sometimes a reasonable explanation for why it's all getting canceled. But the thing I don't have a tolerance for is the not canceling. It's a real disrespect to my time. You know, unless there was like a car accident, you're the one in. You know, you can really shoot off a quick, hey, hey gotta cancel, sorry, you don't owe me more explanation after that, I might blow up, you know, if I blow up your phone with questions, and I want to yell at you for not answering them, I mean, that's on me, but it is on you to cancel, so I just gave a little, like, look, you knew I was driving up from Brooklyn, I think it's kind of fucked up to, like, not cancel, like, I hope everything's okay, but not chill, and I actually got a response, like, uh, you know, several minutes later, she said, "Wait, like did I block you or did I block the other guy?" Wait, I know. Wait, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to block you. And so like we we fixed the blocking situation. Unblocks me from my normal account. Unblocks me and we start chatting. And apparently there was another guy because they wanted to do multiple of these scenes throughout the day. So he's like, "Well, so the guy before you didn't read the post fully." Hmm. That sounds familiar. Don't it? This guy didn't read the post, so he like misunderstood what the scene was. So when he got to the the shop, right, he like saw just the guy there and started yelling at him and pushing him. Because he was like, where's the chick? Like, why are you here alone? Well, that was the plan the whole time. But he was expecting them both to be there. And then he put his hands on him. This poor, poor cuck he's like kind of out of the mood doesn't want to play for that night she's like i'm real sorry and we're in a full look some of you might be skeptical because you just don't trust the internet period but i don't see the motivation for carrying this on unless it's like a mentally unwell individual which i just don't think so right here now i could have sounded off and cussed her out and said x y and z bullshit and accused her of being a dude or whatever what does that get me fucking nothing you know what it does do is on the chance that she's real, guess who's like definitely not invited. Doing it the way I did, I have now left myself an opportunity to be invited to fuck her in front of her boyfriend if they are real and ever have the courage to do it again. I had to drive back down to New York. I went, I bought a mic stand from some guy off Craigslist. There's no hand job involved, so that was kind of lame, but whatever. It's a new it's a new time on Craigslist. Uh, and then I went and did my show downtown, uh, my 9 o'clock. It was good times. Thanks, by the way, to everyone who came out to the Naked Comedy Show. Uh, Chuck, Elizabeth, Mark, anyone else listening who maybe I didn't meet in person. But, like, thanks for coming out. We had a packed show. Killer crowd. All the comics did well. Most importantly, nobody bombed. But it was, uh, it was really dope. And uh, and I'm excited to say, like, we're we're going to do more. Uh, I've gone the the yayo. I've gone the, I think that means cocaine. I've gone the thumbs up. I've gone the yes for uh, monthly naked comedy hacienda. So stay tuned. Uh, most importantly, if you uh, live in the greater New York area and you don't want to miss a naked show, because this shit sells out uh, fast, apparently, get on my mailing list, okay? Go to manhorpod.com, get on the mailing list. And if that sounds complicated, you could just always shoot me an email directly at pod at gmail.com before I get to my guest this week maybe Burke I got an exciting announcement this is pretty cool um I've been I, I signed up to do the beta testing for this and for once I'm actually I'm actually gonna get to test this feature so this is sick I am creating a free trial for my patreon okay if you've ever been curious you've just been like I don't even I don't even know is the, are the benefits any good? These bonus episodes, he talks about them every week, but like, yeah, there's almost 300 of them. How many are even good? Well, now you can find out, and you can find out for free. I am making available seven-day free trials on our super slut tier. That's the $5 tier. If you go to patreon.com slash at the $5 tier, you'll see Start Your Free Trial. Click that and gain instant access to all of my behind-the-scenes posts photos dirty haikus uh, a lot of writings and blog posts i've written that i just i don't put out publicly gain access to the patron only discord channels in the champagne room you can even time this out so you can join us for the hot spicy hot movie night plus you yes you will gain access to over 200 bonus episodes and then you can join this week's Fan Whore Appreciation Moment recipient, P. Matter. P. Matter, he was at Hot Movie Night. He was a fucking hoot. He was, it, was also, it was dope to see you, dude. You were like the only, the only other people who were willing to turn on their camera. Hashtag so brave. Uh, thank you for supporting the pod on Patreon. Start your seven-day free trial at patreon.com slash podcast. That's Patreon P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. And now for this week's guest, Maybe Burke. Oh gosh, wow. This this was a doozy. This is one of my favorite recordings I've done in quite some time. I drove on out to Philadelphia on Monday and met up with Maybe who is a a, a creator and an educator they're non-binary, but also use uh, they, she pronouns. So you're going to hear me kind of interchange those from time to time. Don't want you to be too confused. And maybe uh, has a book out right now called I Heart Orgasms, A Guide to More. And it's now on sale, which you can get at uh, iloveorgasms.com. Fun fact, if you use promo code manwhorepod, you'll get 20% off. And it will make me look good to the publicist. Like if y'all, if a lot of y'all buy... This book. I think I can convince Lauren to give me even bigger names when they have books out. So I'm just saying, learn some more stuff about orgasms and it's also like your support in the show. This is new. I'm not used to to receiving this from the book people. But anyways, maybe and I ended up recording almost two hours. Okay. And then like I just kind of hung, we just kind of hung out at, at their place and talked for like a shocking amount of hours more to the point that like like I got there at three o'clock and at some point we had to be like yo you hungry you hungry okay let's order food so anyways we recorded so much that this this needs to be a two-parter especially because this this first episode you're going to hear is a lot about uh, maybe and their dating life and their hopes and dreams in dating and uh, and you're going to hear in a lot of the criticisms basically dating tips. So like, especially the dudes, listen to this, okay? Listen to the horrific shit that's gonna get talked about and then in your head, I want you to turn it into dating advice. Trust me, this is how I learned how to talk to women, how to sleep with women, how to like make women feel good, how to make women want to like hang out with me a second and sometimes even fourth, fifth, sixth time is this stuff, you absorb this, you hear it. Anyways, there's a lot of very valuable dating advice in this episode next week i'm gonna release part two which kind of had like really its own identity uh of an episode about identity oh and like one little like audio tip as soon as it starts playing after whatever commercial is coming up you know don't yank up your volume in the first 12 seconds if you're like i can barely hear her yeah don't because it's it's, they're not they're not near the microphone but you can hear kind of what they're saying and then it's just going to get real loud so I don't recommend yanking that up have some patience okay let's go chat with maybe
0: Burke I'm happy talking about my identity but not my transition if that makes sense absolutely yeah just I Uh, try to really play into the like
1: present not past
0: yeah Yeah, I'm like not before you know how many times do we need to (laughs) know that uncle ben
1: gets shot right if you're saying with great power comes response great response how many times does that little batman boy need to get the the parents shot you know we we know yeah
0: we have an idea and we have (laughs) like every story of a trans person and i don't hide the fact that i've transitioned at all but like i'm not interested in that narrative (laughs) you know like i I'm not always particularly interested in it either,
1: unless it's interesting.
0: Right. And I'm working on projects that like, I do talk about it more, but I, it's not like a story about me transitioning. It's a right. story about me, and I transitioned during the story. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, the
1: transition can be a scene, but it doesn't need to be the whole film every time. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. No, I get that. needs
0: another white girl transition
1: story? <laughs> Have you feel like you've seen your transition story
0: on screen before? No. Mm-hmm. No. Okay. And that's an interesting thing. And part of the reason I've stopped auditioning actually. I never saw myself on stage until I put myself on stage. And I like wrote a show actually about my love and sex life that like um I think really kick-started what my career is now. And then I was recently thinking about it and I was like, oh, I've still never seen myself on screen, even though mm. I've been on screen. Okay. <laughs> um, in a way that I can't get my own solo show on TV and Mm -hmm. things that, like, I'm playing other people's characters and things. And I'm actually not seeing who I am fully or, like, what I want to be doing and telling fully. Um, I mean, there's plenty of things that I'm like, that's me. That, like, you know, like... The it me kind of millennial talk, right? Yeah, <laughs> but, you, yeah. but but like you, but I would imagine transition stories. But I would imagine you maybe have seen and tell me if
1: I'm wrong. If you've seen maybe closer examples to yours on a
0: smaller screen. Oh, funny. Um, I thought you were going to say I relate more to cis women characters than I do to a lot of trans women characters. Oh, um, because they're usually. More fleshed out human beings, yeah. <laughs> but you mean like a TikTok? I would
1: imagine <clears throat> yeah. like a that, or even like you know with a lot, just a lot of indie stuff. Like you can see those uh, a wider breadth of ideas that didn't get green late by someone with a big check, and so they end up having to like live on a smaller screen, whether it's on YouTube or you know. So I'm, right. I would Im- that that would just be my guess.
0: Yeah, it's like there's part of the reason that I like. I'm a creator and a writer and all of the things is because, like, I was really sick of seeing media representation and, like, seeing conversations and then having to be like, ooh, that, but this, this, and this, and this, you know? And, like, mm. always having to give, like, disclaimers of, like, this is true for me except for that and that and this part and that part. And in sex ed in particular, a lot of conversations that we're having are often really heteronormative right. and really through a cis lens.
1: Which also like, took so much work to even get them to do that.
0: Right. right. It was like... like bare minimum. <laughs> they're barely doing that one. Right. <laughs> right. Like, if we could even talk about, like, V kind yeah. of shit. And it's just like, yeah, I just... I'm interested in things that are more true to my life, more true to the people I know and I love and I talk to on a daily basis. And those people exist. Those stories exist. Mm. So the fact that I'm not seeing them is frustrating. So I'm interested in more things where I'm in control of the narrative now and not just being hired to do it, I'm
1: told. Sure. And, and, and this is not me asking you to tell the story of it, but I'm curious, is you're not one to talk about your transition about, uh, is, is it more trauma informed or is it more like boredom?
0: Oh no, boredom.
1: Boredom. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like there's nothing special about my transition yeah. <laughs> at all. There's stuff that's special about my childhood. There's stuff mm. that's special about like me coming of age yeah. and like. I do, like, every year on the anniversary of me telling my first, or, like, the first time I told somebody that I was trans, I usually make a video about it. Okay. But that's more marketing than anything, you know? Like, unfortunately, I have to play into it sometimes. And, like, it is interesting and fun to talk about, like, through an educational lens. I always use those stories to, like... Teach something, right. and to be like, this person had a negative reaction, and it took me a long time to recover from that.
1: I don't want to tell you this whole story again for the umpteenth time, just cause, right? But uh, you know, it's probably a good time to say I'm here with maybe Burke. Uh, inf- Hello, uh, inf- TikTok icon. Uh, with- <laughs>
0: TikTok icon. <laughs> well, with
1: the multi with the multi hyphenates, it's hard to like be like, and uh, this and a uh, this and a uh, this, and they do this and a uh, this, and I'm like, you know what? They're just great. Hi, let's talk. To- <laughs>
0: I've recently just been like artist educator. Yeah, that's my buckets at least. Fantastic!
1: <laughs> you, uh, you know, you act. You do a lot of TikToks. You do a lot of education, and you just had a book uh, is out now. It is out. It's out now. Uh, you uh, you whiffed it, which <laughs> before we started, I was like, "What's with the with? Like your Meryl Streep showing up for two scenes. It's uh, it's called I Heart Orgasms: A uh, Guide to More. Uh, And it's
0: with maybe Burke. Yeah. What do you got like a chapter? Is that what's going on? (laughs) Well, actually, we started with me having a chapter. Actually, Um, Dorian and Marshall wrote this book 10 years ago. I should actually know the actual number there. But they wrote the first edition of this book years ago. Mm -hmm. I started working with them. I think they wrote it like more like 10 years ago. I started working with them like eight years ago. Yeah. And they hired me to really, like, update the gender inclusion in their sex ed and how they're having conversations with students and things. And so then they got offered the chance to write a second edition of this book. And they were like, it only makes sense for us to, like, lean into the gender inclusion stuff that we have been doing in our workshops. And the only way to, like, do that to the best of their ability was to use my expertise Mm -hmm. and to ask me to join them. Yeah. And I was writing a chapter and then we were doing the thing where I like couldn't write the chapter because I kept being like, oh, this is also true for cis people. Or like, oh, this topic comes up elsewhere in the book, so I can't write it here. And then I was like, y'all, trans people just have sex like other people do also. And a lot of this advice is just advice for there doesn't need to be a
1: trans chapter right it's a whole did you um are you familiar with the ethical slut i would imagine yes but have you seen like an old copy versus like the new like the third edition that came out several years back i don't know if
0: i which version i'm
1: familiar with (laughs) so like the first two are you know are pretty similar but then they you know i I interviewed the authors uh Mm -hmm. years back when they were promoting the new edition Mm -hmm. and i was kind of like you know they sent me the new one i was like so like which parts are different and they're Mm kind of like It's like all, it's like, you know, it's not like they could say here the pages where it's, it's kind of, they just update it all generally. Because they're doing a similar update of like, let's make it this more inclusive, include these other identities we kind of didn't think to include
0: in the 90s. So Right. And that's, the first edition of this book was called I Love Female Orgasm. Ah. And then when we were starting this project, I was like, cool. I want a different title for this book. Mm -hmm. And like. (laughs) <laughs> it's not really gender inclusive unless we have a different title, you know, yeah. like if we are using the term female, my female orgasm looks nothing like a lot of what we're talking in the book, you yeah. know, like there's different things that that could mean. Um so yeah, it ended up being I was we basically realized we were like tokenizing me by just putting me in a chapter and then just decided to like have me be a through line through the book. Mm. Um but it is like, largely written by Dorian and Marshall. The first entire book was only written by them. Yeah. And though I'm collaborating throughout the book, it is, like, maybe says this, you know? And, like, <laughs> there are, like, my sections of, like, we're talking about something generally. And then I'm, like, especially if you're trans and non-binary, this part's really important, yeah. you know? Like, you're throwing these, in a lot of clauses, things. Yeah, it's a lot of, like, and Marshall doing their sex education and me being like, also, I'm just going to go on a little rant about gender, Um, which sometimes is really fun um, and sometimes might get annoying. Where Where, where did you get your sex education? Who knows? Um, I'm a very squeamish person, and so I didn't actually get to go to my sex ed day of my health class in high school. I had passed out while my teacher was describing a vasectomy in a class prior. Did you just cringe too? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's probably, it's probably the similar
1: reaction I have when someone says,
0: sounding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crawl out of my skin. Mm-hmm. Um. Woo, now I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm very, very squeamish. And so because I had already passed out in that class once, instead of like, sex ed our health like relationships unit just had std day sure where they show us images of stds and stis and the worst ones right so they sent me to the library and i never actually got sex ed oh wow um (laughs) so like when did when and how did you learn um what resources are you mid-20s right something like that i'm 30 you're oh you're 30 okay so yeah you're my okay so yeah Like, I graduated, like, that class I was taking was in, like, 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, we did a relationships unit. I was, I understood myself to be gay at the time. I was out as a gay boy, whether or not that's language that I actually believed is up for grabs. But there was a, the relationship unit, we had to do a timeline of, like, our future. Mm -hmm. That included, like, getting married and having kids and all of those things. Mm -hmm. And I failed that assignment because I didn't use all of the components and I was like, well, I'm sorry, I legally can't use some of these. I I don't see a future in which I can get married and have kids. Um So that that was the most sex ed I got. Um and then I learned a lot through what I'm calling trial and error. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I mean and I talk about trauma a lot in the book and I have a history of abuse and mm. things because for a long time I didn't understand what sex was and like what consent looked like and that I could ask for things. Sex was a thing that happened to me until I really got to understand it better. And I often talk about being trans saved my life. And I think that a lot of trans and non-binary community in particular... Comes with sex ed, mm. and I learned a lot about my body and other people's bodies and the way to treat each other through learning from other trans folks. Yeah, because you have to. Right, and it took me probably like ten years into having sex for me to be able to like articulate what I liked mm. and what I wanted, and like be able to acknowledge that like th- the goal of sex is not to just be useful to somebody else. Right. because <laughs> um, that's what it was for me for a very long time. And it was very much about like status and things um, that aren't that fun. <laughs> Do you remember a re- like
1: one of the first resources you found probably on the internet or maybe a book, but like one of the first resources you found that actually helped you uh, understand sex and pleasure and hearting orgasms better.
0: I think it was just through, like, a series of friends and conversations, like, a resource I don't think I actually, like, had Mm. access to, at least, Um, in that I could point to friends of mine and, like, past partners who showed me that stuff. Mm. Like, I talk a lot about my ex, who was the first trans guy I had been with, and the first time we had sex, he, like, took my hand and put it down his pants and was like, I call that my dick. What do you call yours? I was like, first of all, that's the hottest moment of my life yeah. for somebody to like take my hand and do that. And then I was like, I, I had only ever called it Excalibur up to that point. So <laughs> I was like, this- that'll You don't look like moment. a nerd. <laughs> I'm not. Um, <laughs> there's Fr- uh, Excalibur, Francesca, and the left one. But... Um... <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. Um I'm not a big nerd, but I'm a musical theater nerd and um in high school we were naming things after experiences and we were doing Camelot at the time. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Whoever's worthy to pick it up. So <laughs>
1: You know. <laughs> it's your own majorer. Uh, I think the mo- the modern day would be call it majorer and then the Captain America picks it up. It's like, We knew it the whole
0: time. See, yeah, I'm not nerdy. You're not so nerdy like that nerdy. Gotcha. I like nerds. I'm a nerd for nerds, but I'm not nerdy myself.
1: But yeah, so you're you're I was watching some of your dating TikToks on the way over here. And um it's so when I for the all these years I've been doing this show, it's very fun when I ask people like relationship status and just you know, if it's a person with long hair and makeup on, gosh, normally it's going to be some kind of
0: oh, wow. some combination
1: of noises,
0: disgruntlement, discontent. I've said it before and I'll say it again. My least favorite thing about me is that I'm not attracted to women.
1: It's pretty great if you ever can find it in yourself. I uh,
0: just, I've always wanted to be a lesbian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me too. Yeah, um, more attainable for me, I might say, but... Very
1: probable. (laughs) I'd have to go far more butch than I'm comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I'm... Mm -hmm. Inside, I don't know, there's something more fabulous inside of me than than the plaid. And so I'm just like, no thanks. I'll have the Friday night date go. (laughs)
0: Lovely until it wasn't, you Mm. might say. Um, It was very much... He learned how to talk to a lady from, like, girlfriends... And learned all the right things to say and like took me a while to process that. I was like, oh, you're just saying nice things that don't actually have much behind them. Right. I was like, oh, we just like talked about like the fact that you're in therapy, which I think is a thing men are doing these days to try to woo women. I mean, (laughs) like talking about being in therapy. Maybe
1: partially. There's also can be an element of, hey, I just need to let you know. I'm in the thing. Me, I'm in three therapies right now. More
0: people should be in therapy. I'm not saying therapy's a bad thing. Right.
1: Well, I think a lot of men are hearing in such, I think once it gets and starts getting to like a stand-up special or it's being made fun of like in like TV and movies, like men just go to therapy. They're like, oh, I think we're all not going to therapy. We all, they have a meeting and they're just like, guys, I think we just got to start doing that. Yeah, no, we're going to have to cave. Just like a bunch of like railroad barons being like, we might have to raise the wages. Uh, We might have to. <laughs> I think we have to do this thing, yeah, like like ten years ago it was consent. They were like, I think we gotta start asking, uh, I mean, like let's not make any decisions yet, but I think we should start r- reviewing the topic, <laughs>
0: right, yeah, and that's like I just I don't know, I felt like a sense of like performance from how he was talking to me and things mm-hmm. that I was just like, it's funny because we talk about we talked a lot about how. Men in particular on dating apps with me will tell me things about myself that they are assuming and like see four pictures of me and then be like, You're so smart and eloquent and sophisticated. And I'm like, That's a lot of projection, buddy. Like, you're really hoping that's true so that you can get that out of a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But like, you're just telling me that you have these hopes and dreams that I'm not going to live up to. Mm-hmm. I think I am smart and, sophisticated about and all those things. I'm like, <laughs> I agree with them, but I'm like, if you are saying it before you see proof, I don't want to try to prove it to you. You know, you
1: don't think there's something in your stuff in your bio that conveys, you're not standing in front of like a bookshelf.
0: Well, honestly, what it's coupled with often is comparing me to other trans girls and like tearing down my sisters. Okay. And it's like, they're shocked that I can write a full sentence with grammar Mm. and think that that makes me smart. And that shows me what they think of trans women. Right. It's not actually that I do education. Like it's not actually that I am like a person who inspires others. It's that they have a very negative view of what trans women can be. Mm -hmm. And I'm a step above that already by having a bio that makes sense to them or whatever. Honestly, my bios on some of the apps like set really strict boundaries and some people are like, Oh cool, you can set boundaries, <laughs> like you yeah. know how to do that, and that makes people think I'm smart and eloquent. There... It makes some people be like, you're never gonna find what you're looking for. And I'm like, Well, it's not you, so yeah. obviously it's working. <laughs> um But yeah, I just I get a sense from a lot of men who tell me things about myself after reading, like, a paragraph I've written, mm-hmm. that it's either their hopes and dreams that I am that person or that. Me hearing that will make me take my clothes off faster Yeah, which is really what it usually is. I think there's a
1: lot of people who think sincerely that, well, people want to be the best because maybe oh, I, yes. I'm raised, I'm supposed to be the best and I'd be the best guy at the thing. So other people want to be the best. So if I tell them you're best, but instead of saying quality sincere qualities that make you great mm-hmm. independently or even like you're best in your field like oh man i've hey i watch your tiktoks and i've watched some other tech, i actually follow that thing right so they think that that but then you see it as like you're tearing down and i've heard this from a lot of like women and femmes where it's like no but you're tearing down others to make you don't have to do that part right. you can just learn about me and see what you're impressed by me and then say right. that independent of anyone
0: else right I'm not in competition with other trans women. Right. And that's the thing that, like, if you have a negative thing to say about any trans woman besides, like, Caitlyn Jenner, who I will still defend her identity until the day that I die, because that is who I am, and she is, unfortunately, my sister. Of course. But if you have anything negative to say about just, like, the other trans girls on Bumble or wherever I am... You're just showing your own ass. Yeah. And you're telling me that you don't actually have respect for the people that you're attracted to. Yeah. So the, the the huge empathy gap even.
1: like, What type of thing might they say about tr- other trans women on apps? I wouldn't even know what.
0: Well, some guys will offer me money and then oh, yeah, right. tell me that that's all trans girls want. And I'm like sure the ones that are talking to you probably but like that's true of any gender there are sex workers you know there are escorts on apps or like and this was the guy that i was with on friday like had this idea of like he was talking about me being like the term sophisticated came up and like more like authentic than other trans folks he's seen and it just felt like a knock at, like, other people's, like, presentations or, like, nothing about my appearance is for other people. Other people enjoy it often, and I appreciate that. But, yeah. like, it just felt like a way of being, like, telling me that he thinks other trans girls are You're one ugly. of the good ones. Yeah. Is what they're trying to do. When you could
1: just say, you seem really authentic. You seem really this. the, right. the And this is... Dating anybody. This is a... I mean, unless it's me. You can totally shit on others to build me up. I will accept that. But uh, generally, in dating, you don't have to put others down to
0: build this person up. Right. And it can be like... I feel a spark with you that I haven't felt with other people. Like there's like mm-hmm. the obvious thing of like, I enjoy time with you more than I enjoy it with other people. Right. That's ideally what you're getting at when you're dating somebody. If you're trying to say like you look a certain way as opposed to the, so if they're trying to
1: say like you look more dolled up than maybe the way some, maybe some other trans people right. present, you don't have to bring them up. You could just be like, I love the lipstick. Right. I like, I like the way you did the eyeshadow. Like you can just do that part.
0: And that's, like, I think it comes into the conversation of, like, I don't think that I'm cis-assumed, and I use that instead of, like, talking about, like, passability sure. and things, because the term passing has a lot to unpack with it. Sure. Um, but I think it is in that conversation of, like, they telling me that I'm more palatable. They're telling me that I'm more respectable Mm -hmm. than the other trans women and my whole thing is like you're trying to get my attention and like to get my interest with that but if you're telling me you don't respect other trans women, you are losing my interest. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's why they're saying like oh, I could post you on Instagram. Right. That's
0: what they're I wouldn't be afraid to kiss you in Mm -hmm. public and I'm like hmm. But you would be oh. afraid to kiss someone right. <laughs> right. All right. When was
1: the last good date you went on?
0: 1990. 1990- oh, no. stop, stop. oh. <laughs> I'd be like, no. No, actually, so the last guy I went out before this guy was fantastic. Okay. We had amazing chemistry, like really cool cishet guy who found out he's attracted to trans women, has dated multiple, like checked a lot of my boxes because I don't like to be like the first trans girl you're like trying to figure things out with. Okay, He's a single dad and his son lives in Florida and he's moving back to Florida to go be with him, Uh. which makes sense. Um, But he literally texted me this morning. That was a good date. Singular. (laughs) He came over once after and we hung out for a little bit and didn't just come over for a booty call. Like just came over to hang out. Um, so I saw him twice. Honestly, I might see him again before it goes to Florida. Well, like, we got to squeeze one more in. I'm I like, mean, I'm like, we had a lot of fun. If there's so
1: few good ones. I mean, please let me squeeze this juice a little bit more. before Right. It goes like to I want a
0: relationship, but I also want him again. Yeah.
1: <laughs> in the meantime, you know, on my quest. Right. Little pit stop. Right. Florida
0: zaddy. And then he can right. send him off. <laughs> yeah. The thing is. As a trans girl, I have a lot of good dates or Mm. not a lot, but like I have good dates and then never hear from somebody again. Mm. This situation actually is legitimate and he has a, unless he's lying about the kid, Mm. which I hope is not the case. But often that's where I don't like being like the first trans girl you've gone out with because I've had the experience of you go on one date with me and then you've gotten it out of your system or you've decided it's not for you or whatever it might be. Mm. Um... And some of that is me assuming and projecting, and also who knows when somebody ghosts you what the seven reasons are, but I also know that like my likelihood of a second date is much lower than cis girls because there is shame attached to dating trans girls, and like there is like the, the experiment phase that people go through and all of the things. And like, I have no interest in conforming. Like, I'm not playing into standards of femininity for you to like have a pretty girlfriend on your arm. So like, if you're expecting that from me based on my profile, you might learn in a first date that I'm not doing that for you. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I think I have a number of good first dates that just don't go anywhere. Yeah. And what do you ultimately want? I want... All <laughs>
1: I wish, you know, like, I know I'm supposed to do videos and shit, but I don't want to. But, like, I wish y'all could see. She's she's up. She's, like, sitting high. Up on the elbows. And then they, like, went in. When I asked, like, like, a sat, like, dropping. Go ahead and tell me.
0: I want an anniversary.
1: I want a two-year anniversary. I've had a couple one years. I've but, never had a yeah. year.
0: My longest relationship was eight months. Oh. Um, And I'm... I'm a good partner. I know it. Like I know that I am good to a person. I get that sense off you. Thank you.
1: Maybe ask me like From
0: four s- pictures of me or
1: No, no. Like from <laughs> being here for like seven minutes, you asked me like five different times if I need a thing. Do you need that? Do you need this? I was like, this person's a very good host.
0: I'm a very good service. Um but yeah, like I people I've been with, first of all either people like experiment and don't want to be with me, but I've also helped a lot of people navigate their own identity through dating me. And that's a thing where I've also felt used in that. And mm. sometimes people don't want to be with me. They want to be me. Mm. Um, Not every, like sometimes like I can date other trans folks and like, it's been a valid thing that just didn't work out for the best. But outside of that, I've also had like, Cis men just be like you let me be myself more than I've ever been able to with another person like Mm. just like I do like the shit people tell me is true I am smart and I am very authentic and I'm very inviting and opening and comforting to folks and dating me is great i think i'd give it 10 out of 10 like <laughs> um and a lot of my past partners have like felt really held by our relationships they just don't work out for by held a you mean the whole like reasons. being themselves thing was help-
1: yeah oh, good, i think like sorry. emotionally
0: yeah, yeah. held like i'm always going to be there for you like oh. if th- the thing is i'm pretty monogamous for a queer person <laughs> <laughs> I watched that process in your brain I mean there's there's Um, a
1: lot of us uh, I think giggling right now we're like we're with you on that
0: I mean I (laughs) refer to myself as monogamish because like in that eight month relationship we basically ended because we weren't really sexually compatible Mm -hmm. and he was monogamous and wasn't interested in an open relationship Mm. but I was like I love you and if I could just have sex with other people, we'd be fine, mm. you know. Where like in certain circumstances, I can see it being helpful or yeah. useful.
1: If it was flipped and and he had needed something specific that was elsewhere, would could you have been okay with that? Oh for,
0: yes, you, yeah. Okay. We were incompatible for each other. Oh okay, okay. I know? thought it was
1: more like you needed something that he couldn't offer because that can sometimes be a tough one to. to no,
0: swallow. I think we both needed something else from each other, mm. and that's like there's a lot of conversation that we don't have around like the difference and distinctions between like romantic and sexual attraction and not that we weren't attracted to each other sexually but like things just didn't line up with like how we liked to have sex and all of that stuff and we were both figuring out a lot of stuff like we're human beings the rest of the world we have to navigate when did that one end seven years ago
1: (sighs) (laughs) Well, because like the the whatever TikTok <laughs> so I was like, I'm putting myself back out there, and then I was like, I
0: saw I didn't know if maybe that's after much. the pandemic. Oh, I'm putting just, myself okay. back out there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't go on dates for a while because it was even scarier to approach men. Um, and so it's also interesting because like the ways that dating has shifted. Like I did see somebody during the pandemic we went on a date and then like literally on our second date, I was like, are we exclusive? Because it was like before (laughs) we had vaccines or anything. And I was just like, I need to know you're not seeing other people because I want to kiss your face, but I need yours to be the only face that I'm kissing. And I need (laughs) (laughs) dating has been a weird thing through a pandemic. um, But now like vaccines are happening and everything. I feel more comfortable like going on dates more regularly. And by that, I mean like, twice a month maybe or however frequently i've been posting those videos you might be able to tell me more than that. <laughs> i can but yeah i haven't been in a relationship in 7 years mm. and it's pretty fundamentally what i want
1: yeah i feel the, the origin of the show started cuz like women would sleep with me but they wouldn't date me and mm. i wanted to find out why so I, this, this show started with me interviewing exes about why we didn't work out cuz like i want love and cuddles and all that shit Um, and good sex. And so, and you know, I, I relay on that because nobody wanted to date me, but everybody wanted to spend the time with me and get in bed with me. But then as soon as I was like, Hey, do you want to hold hands in public? It was like, slow down, buddy. Relatable.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) as a trans girl, that's relatable. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's similar vibes. Like I've had like friends with benefits and things with people that I've been like, I would kill to go to dinner with this person (laughs) and like never got to that point. Like never was able to, there's a guy I saw regularly and we would spend like hours chilling and talking after having sex. And then I'd be like, imagine this. What if we do the talking beforehand? (laughs) (laughs) What if we do the talking at, even, like, McDonald's. Like, just, like, what if it's just, like, what if I see you with your clothes on first? Um, Gasp. Right. Yeah, I've never seen that man dressed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I had I had one chick who, like, could not, saw each other on and off for a year and a half in my early 20s, would not get dinner with me. Could not. I got her to go to the little bar that like no one goes to around the corner from her place there. I got to go to like two movie theaters. I was always going there and I couldn't meet anybody. I met like her twin sister once or twice. Cause she just like was over, but like I could, and it's just like, you don't want to have dinner with me. You don't want, again, you don't want to do this fun banter. We do in your bed. You don't want to do this like in public. And that's
0: what I've learned. That breaks is you that down after a while. It's not me. It's not yeah. you. It's that. that's not what some people want. And that's, a thing that took me a while to like actually understand Mm -hmm. because I can like know it and feeling it is different, you know, (laughs) but being able to actually be like, you're not looking for the same thing I am. Mm -hmm. And in the long run, trying to date that girl would not work for you because yes. she wouldn't be the girlfriend you want, you it's, know? Yeah, I tried for a year and a half.
1: You know, so, you know, like, do you have any sort of like pre-date screeners you do? Oh, And a lot 100%. of people, this is the age of no one wants to waste their time oh, in dating. Nobody wants to show up to a place for 30 minutes. Everyone's like, no, <laughs> I don't know. It's just wild to me. People are now doing the video conferencing. They were like, I need a video chat. And that... I'm like, you
0: need more free time. <laughs> well, I don't have a ton of free time. Neither I do I. work a lot. And honestly, a lot of men will like ask me out and I'm like, I know nothing about, this is the fourth message you've sent me. Right. And they're like, well, that's like what a date is for to get to know somebody. And the thing that I don't think a lot of men understand, but cis men in particular, is that like safety for women is on our minds right. when we go on dates. And especially for trans women that like, I need to figure out how secure you are in the fact that you might be dating a trans girl Mm. before I let you see me in public. Mm. Like, I've literally had men have sex with me, climax, regret it, and turn violent. So I need to have security measures in place. Like, I have to do some level of screening there. And also, if I went out with every man who asked me out, I'd get nothing else done.
1: Yeah, I don't think it has to be like what you know, hey, match, let's go out. But I also I'm where I'm on my defense, say if it's through like an app situation or mm-hmm. even if like I got your number at a bar and then we're texting or something. It's just I wanna get this to a meet in a somewhat schedule available near future yeah. because i find a lot of people will be like oh you'll listen to me you're being nice to me and um because of what i do for work they hey you know can i talk about some sexual things with you and like i'm not here to be your chat buddy it's like i don't got time or bandwidth for it uh so it's like do you want to meet up for coffee at your place where you feel right. safe that's in public that's mm-hmm. 10 minute 5 minute walk for you i'll go out of my way there right. but i'm like i do want to like make sure we're intending to meet I don't I can't text for a month and then meet you and then like it and then if it doesn't work talk about like wasting time it's like well now if we have time energy the creative juices to like keep you um textually engaged engaged because now it's more of a writing skill set that's being used there instead of my work like all that
0: and balance is important I mean that guy I went out with on Friday we only started talking Friday great I kind of regret it, but you know, like it was a fun date, whatever.
1: Do you, do you give yourself like an exit plan on first dates? Like, like, like I'll give myself, I will always spend an hour and five minutes here. I'm not going to stay for three hours when I know after 40 minutes, this is a no go. What's your exit strategy?
0: If I'm being honest, please, if I don't like the person, sometimes I'll stick it out just to have sex with them and then never see them again. Um, just (laughs) phrase it as stick it out. Yeah. Okay. I've never heard that <laughs> phrase before. Is that not a phrase? Maybe I'm making up a phrase. Oh, I mean, it's very visual. Like I have an idea. The no, oh, not stick st- with this. Oh, stick I, it
1: I right. thought it was more of a like, I'm going to just, ah. I mean, not at the bar, but like metaphorically no, stick no, it no. out. Hey, I can't stand no, like, you, but like, you want like, to fuck? Stay with the. <laughs>
0: You're going to stay with, okay. Mm. <laughs> no, not like stick my neck out. Um, no. That was but... not... <laughs> be like, hey, um, no, I will, like, be like, this person's not that interesting, but, like, I'm on this date because I'm attracted to them. Like, might as well have sex tonight. Okay. Um, sometimes. If I'm, like, I mean, I had an experience recently where a guy came over and I was, like, I don't want to have sex, but, like, you can come in, whatever. And then he was, like, taking off my pants. And I was, like, I don't want to have sex. Right. And he was, like, yeah, okay. And then kept going. And I was, like, I'm going to ask you to leave. That's also a scary thing to do, because mm-hmm. when you do the thing you're supposed to do,
1: which is I had I set a boundary, I'm now enacting it by being like, now you have to leave. Right. I mean, but you don't have a ton of recourse if that didn't work. And I
0: live alone now. There's nobody here to help you, you leave. Want to cut that? <laughs> <laughs> we could, um, but that's like a situation. I've had in the past actually had to text roommates and been like, there's a man who won't leave. And they knock on the door like, Hey, do you want to go on a walk? Let's go. Yeah. I had a man years ago when I was living in Brooklyn, a man, I kept being like, Hey, I don't want to do that thing you keep trying to do to me. Yeah. And I, he took a step back and literally whispered to himself, me too movement. And I was like, I'm sorry. Did you just have to remind yourself of the recourse if you rape me right now? And I was, I literally did not know what to do. (laughs) And I texted my roommate and I was like, help. (laughs) Just, and luckily it was living with
1: a man at the time who could like do the thing. Oh my gosh. That's so weird. Because like, that's, that's someone who's. It's weird that he thinks he has to out loud remind himself to... Like, that's the training he's done. He's like, all right, I'm not going to get myself in trouble. The so only I'm reason
0: rem- you will not do the thing that I'm asking you again and again not to do to me is because... You can get in big trouble, not because you're gonna hurt somebody. It's very popular to not do that right now. <laughs> yeah, is it even yet? But like, it's, it's very there. popular to know if somebody has done that. Right. You know, on the trend matrix, not raping people is on the rise, but I don't know,
1: popular <sighs> yet. But it's it's go it's it going this direction. Valid. This and and baggy jeans.
0: But this was this was in the year that the Me Too movement mm-hmm. was really yeah. popular, and people were talking about it. His a lot. inside thought went outside, and I was like, "Oh my god, sir." <laughs> First of all, that tells me so much about you outside of this moment that, like, you have to whisper things to yourself out loud to remind yourself them. And I think, and to
1: speak to the guys, like, there's a lot of guys, and because I've experienced elements of, because that whole nice guy syndrome, mm-hmm. there's the element of, like, I, oh, let me do the funnier example. My dad is a narcissist. Mm-hmm. Like, every textbook thing of it. So, no, my dad... We were in Italy like last year and he said something. Uh I was talking about Lawrence v Texas and he was like, um ah, maybe sex should just be for procreation. Now I know he doesn't believe that because he's a ton. Uh and, and so so whatever, whatever. We go past thing wasn't a fight, but then like many days later it came up and I said, Well, you said this, and he's like, I didn't say that. That's a fucking stupid thing to say. Because in his brain it's I am brilliant. Mm-hmm that is stupid to say therefore i couldn't have it didn't said it
0: happen.
1: yeah not oh i might have slipped up it's, it's just it can't happen because i'm this so there's a lot of guys yep. who i think and i have again i've i can relate to having this yeah. cycle of thought is uh i'm a nice guy mm-hmm. and nice guys don't do this she's saying i did this but since i'm a nice guy i couldn't have done it it had to have been something else right. instead of having the humility to like self examine what could be a pattern for you or could be a isolated misstep. Uh, and so they go like, well, I'm not, I'm not assaulting you. Like, th- didn't they say something where like, don't say if, if someone's like rape- you, don't say no, don't say how, like say, like look them in the eye and be like, you're raping me right now mm-hmm. because like you might actually get through. Cause they don't think what they're doing is that thing because they're a nice guy. So they couldn't be doing that. You know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. There's this something that there's some disconnect and that's we're happening. ingrained in the society that like like we have to like say no and like we actually want it like your eyes are saying yes that whole thing that like people really believe and I'm like still coming up against that that I literally was saying to this man like I don't want to be having sex and he was right. undoing my belt and I was like do you hear a word maybe I should have been like this is assault yeah. um but yeah, it's funny that you're – the phrasing that you're using, like, I'm a nice guy, because that's actually a red flag. Right. That phrase immediately blocked. Yeah. Or every, not blocked, but like – Everyone
1: should think I am both a nice guy and bad guy simultaneously because I'm an imperfect human because that's what we all are. You're except, a guy. Except – <laughs> I was going to say except my mother,
0: Bobby Priscilla, she's a saint. She has done no wrong. Um,
1: But, you know, every everyone's good and bad. Yeah. And it's like,
0: and that's a thing that I don't actually consider myself a good person. Because I think that like putting a qualifier like that on it is not actually doing me anything. Mm. And I don't think I'm a good person. I think that I care about other people. I think that I can try to do the best things in a lot of situations. But I don't like to like think of myself as a good person because then I fall into that cycle mm-hmm. of like, oh, but I'm a good person. So I'm not going to be able to do that. Like I'm a good person. So I would never be racist. I'm a good person, you know? Yeah. It's an easy way to like yourself person. off of a hook. Yeah.
1: And you're a person.
0: I'm a person. At person. the end of the day. I also talk about the fact that I think I'm a perfect person, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm the perfect version of the person I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm the perfect me. And I think there's also, so
1: when, and I brought that up, the whole concept of like, so guy, you say no, and he's not registering it as assault because maybe he thinks he's a nice guy, but everyone, like, it's almost as if like everyone else is assaulting people, but not me. And so I, and I think there's a lot of dudes don't realize till they hear it in vast numbers. Like I didn't realize unsolicited dick pics were like as rampant until like I saw, creepy PM subreddit in like 2012 and it's just screenshots and it's just the, the volume is so mm-hmm. crazy. And like, because when you say like you turn a dude down and he says, I hope you fucking die. That sounds extreme and it sounds so extreme. You think it can't possibly be a norm until you see,
0: mm-hmm.
1: The volume, and since like our D, like my DMs don't look like your DMs, I think that must be an exception as opposed to something that does happen a lot. And so, like you know, and that, that exposing yourself to more than just your buddy, your your other dude buddies at the fancy football draft right. gives you the benefit of perspective, which. Yeah. You shouldn't want to do it only for this purpose, but, like, I don't know, for, like, dudes who date, like, women, you you should have women friends so you can hear what they're struggling with. Right. So you don't do that. And then, yes, maybe you have a better chance of getting laid. But that shouldn't be why you're doing it, but, like, that can be an outcome. I and mean, I hear you like that outcome. So, like,
0: maybe Andrew Tate's not the guy. Great. <laughs> right. And that's... I mean, that's what I think my date on Friday did. He, like, learned from girls that he's hung out with and things and heard the horror stories and things. And I'm like, but it still didn't quite set in Mm -hmm. because you're not actually like following through. You're just like telling me the things, you know, I want to hear now. Mm -hmm. And I think there has to be some like actual, and I think a lot of it is just like experience. Like there's like jokes that go around on the internet all the time that like straight men don't understand consent until a gay man hits on them. (laughs) You know, yeah, like And then it's very clear. Men will message me all of the time and then be like, why are you here if you're not going to talk to people or you're not like going to go out with me? And I'm like, sir, are you attracted to every person who messages you on here? And they're like, no. And I'm like, so then do you understand that every person you message is not going to be attracted to you? It's a relatively simple concept. Yeah. If you think about it. And if you think about it in your terms... It makes sense. You're not attracted to every girl you see. You're not attracted to, like, every person on this app. Yeah. But you don't think about it in your terms. You're like, I see the thing I want. I want. I need. I get. And it's like, you don't get. You don't get. Mm-hmm. Okay? And what I've learned is, like, setting boundaries around what I let people do on a first date or whatever is, like, having you to my house and saying I don't want to have sex with you still makes you think I want to have sex with you. I can't even have you over. Like mm-hmm. I can't even You're like, not safe I to be in this this address anymore. Yeah. yeah. Like I the fact that you got to my house makes you feel like I want to have sex with you regardless of what I say. Mm-hmm. And I think that is too common a framework and a mentality. And it's scary. I'm in the door. I won. I get sex now. Right. Which like the song baby it's cold outside is in my head as we're having this conversation because like that is like the framework of that song like in the time that it was like first written and recorded was like she had to pretend she wanted to leave and it was like a game that she was playing and actually wanted to stay yeah but we still play by those rules in a world where I could just stay if I want to. Yeah. You know, like I don't have to play the game anymore, but we still play by the <laughs> rules of like oh, a girl's going to say no but she actually wants it.
1: Yeah. You know, we tell people like advocate for yourself, set boundaries and like so there's a centering of yourself in terms of safety and yeah. and not doing things you don't want to do. But in dating at large, I think decentering yourself needs to be an element for anyone. I remember I went on a first date with someone like Eight years ago, and we go on a walk, she's Polly. We're talking, we're clicking chemistry. Seems really like really dope. It's a daytime date, nothing sexual is gonna happen. Uh, but like there's a confirmation we're gonna go on a second date. And then I'm like, cool. A day or two later, I get a text being like, Hey, I'm realizing like I don't even have time to date right now. Like, I just don't have in my schedule, bandwidth, whatever. Like, you seem great, but it's like uh there's not gonna be another date. And I'm like, Okay. Because she said, like, well, I don't have time, and that makes sense. Okay. But uh, then, like, a couple days later, this is back when Tinder, like, still showed you last login. Mm. So I go on a couple days later, I see, like, she was just on that day, and then the day after she was on again. So then I, centering myself, experienced it as I have been lied to. I have been slighted. I have been denied this second date that I was hoping for. So I kind of I mean, I didn't, like go all caps off on her but like i sent her a text being like hey you didn't have to lie to me like you could just say you're not interested blah 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 you know and all that she's like i don't have time this message is creepy some dude i went to camp with in high school matched with me and said hey and i was logging on here to grab because we're gonna grab coffee to catch up because someone i know in real life but like also don't fucking contact me again and then i like got hit with a wave of like Oh, yeah, sometimes there's shit that has nothing to do with me going on, and it's also not my fucking business.
0: Also. But, like, remember,
1: like, that's the difference between, like, I am the center of this entire experience, or I am one of many, like, floating, rotating things no one's in the center of experience.
0: Yeah, the guy I was talking to stopped talking to me, and I was like, oh, I'm aware enough to know that he's probably going to move back to Florida to be with his son, you know? That's not a slight against you. Right. It's currently a slight against his son who doesn't have his dad in the same state you know yeah and that's that situation is very funny because i recently a guy was talking to me and like literally messaged me and was like oh my gosh i saw you on the train all the time and like i saw you at this intersection last night and blah 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 and i was like horrifying and i was like that's really creepy sir Someone like on
1: an app thing? Yeah. I think the intersection might be a little far. I think I've seen you on, I, hey, I've noticed you on the train. I saw your face. Like, I think I've seen like, you
0: around, sure.
1: Sure. But like, I saw you at the corner of like Ninth and 2nd Ave. I was like, that's a little much. I was like, that's <laughs> creepy.
0: Yeah. And his response was, I was just asking like an honest question. And I was like, what question? You didn't ask me. You told me you knew my whereabouts last night. <laughs> All you said was, I've seen you. And that's actually a pretty regular occurrence for people who have seen me around Philly. It's also very funny. I I don't know if I have a doppelganger in Philly, but I get confused. Like, people swear they know me and, like, have seen me. And, like, it's always men on Grinder who think they have literally hooked up with me before. And it must be some other girl. Mm-hmm. Or it's them generalizing and confusing me for, like, any other brunette trans girl. But, like, it happens so often that I'm like... If you're out there, <laughs> I want to find you. Um, but yeah, like pretty regularly, people will like tell me they know where I am mm. or like where I live. My mailman messages me on Grinder, And I'm like, you carry my ma- I'm going to report you next time. Like that's like scary yeah. for me. I'm like, you can access a lot of information out of my mail. It's a federal crime huh. if you do. But like you have a lot of ways
1: to hurt me. And there are people who do use this stuff menacingly. That is real. But I think the majority of stuff like this is just not thinking about how another person might receive the thing. You know, how many times have we had people complain about someone's ghosting Mm -hmm. and they're not even thinking about what might be going on in their life? Right. You know?
0: And that's, if anything, I give too many accommodations in those situations. But I am always like that's what makes me a good partner. That's what makes it good to date me. I'm thinking about you Mm -hmm. a lot. But you need someone who's going to
1: think about you as much too.
0: Right. Not somebody who's going to text me, oh, I like your yellow hat while I'm out somewhere and be like, you don't even have a picture up on your profile. That's horrifying. And I've been followed home by that person. You know, like that's like scary. And a lot of people don't see through their privilege of not having that experience Mm -hmm. and like not having to worry about their safety in public all the time and in dating.
1: How do you feel about being single and want something? And the most you get is something short of it.
0: I don't like it. I mean, the thing is I'm not going to settle for something I don't want. I'm not going to settle for the thing that's not right for me, Mm -hmm. but it's hard Knowing that I want this thing that is like fundamentally good for me and it's something I've wanted since I was a kid, you know, I always think about myself in context of my brother just got married in um, June and he was supposed to get married in 2020 and we joked a lot that I had two extra years to find a date to the freaking (laughs) wedding (laughs) But I didn't want to just bring, like, any date to my brother's wedding. I wanted to bring a boyfriend to my brother's wedding. Yeah. Um, swung out, you know, like, I I seventh wheel my own family. Both of my brothers have partners. Like, we go places and it's my mom and my dad, my brother and his husband, my other brother and his boyfriend, and me. I don't even see an annoying little dog that you can pretend is your date. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I had I fostered a cat for a little bit. Um, I am not a mother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I could be a girlfriend yeah. and maybe a stepmom. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, we got close <laughs> with that last yeah. one. Um, he was in Florida, but that's actually a thing. So like as I was turning 30, I considered what of my like standards and my boundaries I'm willing to cave on. Because there's certain things that are immediate red flags for me. And fathers are part of that, and I eased up on that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And like maybe I'm ready for my stepmom era. Or at least ready to, like, not be turning down single dads. Mm -hmm. It was that or, like, people who have been trained to kill, you know? Um, If you have a gun in your profile, I'm out, you know? Like, (laughs) again, safety. A lot more of that here in Pennsylvania than in in New York, for sure. (laughs) You're not kidding. I thought girls were joking about the amount of, like, fish pictures on Tinder, I moved to Philly, and I was like, oh, my God, I see it. I, I'm so sorry. I doubted you all. New York is a little haven. They're fishing out here. Yeah, yeah New York is just a lot of dudes like holding up their Bernie sign from 16. <laughs> yeah, it's just like holding up their like finance bro degree. And then here it's like, oh, guns and fish and fish and guns. And guns and fish and fish and guns. Mm-hmm. And guns and fish and guns. And I'm like, and okay, guns. I can date a single dad if it means I'm not... Dating an AK-47. Yeah. Sure.
1: <laughs> uh, but maybe this was a blast. You know, where can people go to find you, follow you? I know we got the book out.
0: I heard you uh, You might have a code yes. of some sort. Yes, if you use the code pod. <laughs>
1: oh, wow. I had no idea we were getting. The, the publicity tracking was starting to get this special. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just
0: for your listeners, you can use the code manhorpod. Y'all, please
1: make me look good. <laughs> Go pick up iHeart Orgasms, the new edition. If you want to
0: learn about pleasure, if you want to learn about having sex with folks um, in more gender-free and expansive ways, um, you can go ahead and use the, cor- the, the code um, MANHOREPOD to get 20% off. You can go to iloveorgasms.com to find that book. Um, more about me, you can go to maybe you can follow me on social media anywhere at believe in maybe um, or you can go to that intersection in Philly and apparently <laughs> find me like that man on grinder
1: uh, yeah no there'll be the one in the yellow hat. <laughs> Apparently, uh, and anyone who listened to last week's episode—if uh, you're in the movie theater, I'm the—I'm the guy in the in the back with the white hat. Uh, don't don't look at me till I put my hand on your thigh. You know the scene. Uh, maybe this was, yeah. It's, don't worry. I need to listen to that episode. Maybe <laughs> uh, you were blessed. Uh, you know, thank you so much. And thank why don't you. you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody?
0: Goodbye, folks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's just part one everybody. That's just the taste of like the fire Monday that I had with them. It was uh, it was just like really great day. You ever just like make a new friend? Making a new friend is the tits. Especially sometimes when they've got tits. Anyways, folks, remember link in the show notes for all the things, my socials, uh, uh, maybe socials, a link to their book I Heart Orgasms. I'll remind you that the code is manhorpod for 20% off. You'll see my email down there, manwhorepod at gmail.com if you want to send me any comments, questions, titty pictures, criticisms. Interestingly enough, I, I, I've really only gotten one death threat this whole show. And it's, been a long, it's been a real long time. We're having a great streak. Here's a first date tip. Ask questions. But then, listen to notice if an hour in they've asked you any questions back. I know you're eager to talk all about yourself and kind of like prove your worth and how awesome you are, but you know what's even more attractive to women is being asked about themselves. You know why? Because so many don't. Use where other dudes are massively failing to showcase why you're dope. And don't forget to start your seven-day free trial of the Man Whore Podcast Patreon. All access to everything in my super slut tier, my private writings, photos, behind-the-scenes content, over 200 bonus episodes, and access to patron-only channels in the champagne room. Start your free trial today, or just straight up become a member, at patreon.com slash manwhorepodcast. That's Patreon, com slash manwhorepodcast. Or download the Patreon app and find me on there. Tune in next week for part two, everybody, and stay slutty.